Hi, I'm Siobhan Hunt and this is Kindling Conversation, a Kindling Kids radio podcast. Just a quick note before we get into the next episode. If you haven't already, I'd love you to rate and review Kindling Conversation wherever you get your podcasts, or if you enjoy the episode, share it with your friends. All right, thank you, and on with the show. My daughter's birthday is coming up, and there is this super cute animated dog that I know she would love because she wants a real puppy and she's not going to get one. It's a little live pet. I don't know if you've seen them. They're very interactive. They crinkle their nose. They make all kind of little puppy noises. But I am a bit concerned about the reports that this sort of toy could be linked up to the internet without me knowing. And you know all the things that go from that. There's privacy issues and all sorts of things. Michael Milford is a dad, professor of robotics at the Queensland University of Technology and author of the book, The Complete Guide to Artificial Intelligence for Kids. He joins me on the line to explain and hopefully to convince me that there's more to AI than thinking that robots are going to take over the world. Hi, Michael. How are you? I'm great, thanks. What's meant by art? What's meant by artificial intelligence? I mean, we're all kind of taught that it's something we we should be afraid of? Oh, I hope we're not all taught that it's something we should be afraid of, but I think it's something we should be aware of and, and perhaps have a healthy scepticism and caution about, but it's definitely not all bad news. <laughs> all right, so let's talk about that little puppy that I was mentioning. Is um, AI sort of creeping into our lives through toys like that? Yeah, AI is creeping into our lives in so many different ways. Some of it is is a little bit more obvious. So with the toy example that you gave, where there are stories about some toys being connected to the internet, and of course there's all sorts of privacy concerns, as you um, pointed out. But other stuff like what comes up on ads on your computer, or perhaps what ads show on the tablet when your son or daughter is playing a game, uh, sometimes it's not so obvious that AI is also driving those. All right, so... What? How would you define it? How would you define artificial intelligence? So that's one of the problems. It's really hard to come up with a, a single definition. But what I'd usually say is that artificial intelligence is something that when you, you try to create yourself as a human in software or on a robot or on a machine, that displays some intelligence like humans and animals already have. Right. So that puppy dog is, is definitely using AI. Yeah, that puppy dog is sort of a, a simple example of, or limited example of artificial intelligence. There's much more sophisticated ones, uh, but usually the ones in toys are relatively simple. You're listening to Kindling Conversation, and I'm speaking with Professor Michael Milford. He's written a book called The Complete Guide to Artificial, artificial Intelligence for Kids. We're just talking about what AI is, and it isn't necessarily straightforward. It could be anything from ads that pop up in your feed to um, perhaps like the puppy dog, I want to buy my daughter, like a real one, but not a real one. Um, Michael, why did you write this book for kids? I mean, and what age group were you thinking of when you wrote it? Sure. So I've been doing uh, educational books for kids ever since I left school, kids of all ages. Uh, as a professor of robotics, uh, we do a lot of engagement with the public, telling them about robots and artificial intelligence and driverless cars. And I was in the middle of a talk uh, to a, a bunch of um, executives one day, and it literally hit me right at that moment that the stuff I was talking about, so artificial intelligence and its potential impact on jobs, 
that it was going to affect obviously everyone's kids, but my like everyone's sort of got their own personal story. It's, it was going to affect my kids, and at that point in time, I thought, wow, I better um, prepare my kids a little bit better for this sort of brave new world that they're going to grow up in. And, uh, and my son also started bugging me with questions about robots and AI, uh, and I was I wanted to come up with a way to explain it all to him. So, what does that preparation look like? So. Obviously, you don't want to do anything overly complicated. You don't want to throw equations or anything silly like that at a at a four-year-old or an eight-year-old. Um, so what you can do is you can explain the key concepts in artificial intelligence using things that are relatable for them. So uh, many people, for example, have a, a pet dog, and they may have, even at a young age, tried to train their dog to do tricks. Uh, and training artificial intelligence, which is a, a key concept, uh, is very similar to that process. So you can relate artificial intelligence concepts to things that they would have already encountered and understand in their everyday lives. And is that what you take them through in the book? Yeah, we take them through uh, what is AI, a few different versions. Uh, how do you train it? Because most AI starts out quite dumb and you have to teach it how to be smart. And then what are the sort of things that it does well? So things like playing chess or playing board games, things that they probably might have experienced already in their lives. Uh, and then we talk about things that it's not so good at currently. So if they have a fight with their sibling, uh, they might feel bad after that fight or they might feel guilty about doing something wrong. Uh, AI doesn't really have those feelings yet. So we try and relate everything back to what they've experienced already in their short lives. You talk about the brave new world that our children will inherit. How does um, AI fit into that? So you, you want to teach them, are you trying to teach them the principles around it in terms of what opportunities there might be for them or what they need to be careful of? All of the above and more. So one of the big debates that everyone's having right now is, what, what are jobs going to look like in the future is one big debate is, does everyone need to learn coding, for example, or programming? Uh, some people say that everyone will be coding. It will be sort of the universal job of the future. And, and other people say that maybe only a small fraction of people will actually be coding uh, and the rest won't be. Um, I think either way, whatever future arises, everyone will need to understand the basics of how artificial intelligence and the things behind it like coding uh, and robotics work. Uh, just like everyone understands that a car, if it runs out of petrol, it will um, stop. Uh, if the tire uh, goes down, uh, it will stop. You, you sort of just to make sure everyone has a basic understanding of how the technology works. I think one of the things that um, popular fiction has been able to tap into is our fear of robots generally, you know, everything from Terminator to, I don't know if you ever saw the BBC show Humans, um, or Westworld's a great example of it, I suppose, where the artificial intelligence actually becomes like a, almost like a moral debate in terms of what what if it gets too far? What is the difference between humans and artificial intelligence? Do you ever see it getting to that point or is that completely in the realms of fantasy? So people like uh, Stephen Hawking are, are very worried about sort of runaway Skynet type artificial intelligence which, which might take over or destroy humanity. That, that's definitely a long-term concern and, and there are a lot of people working very hard on making sure that we control that situation. What I worry about more and, and what I think we need to make sure we're prepared for is sort of the shorter term, more mundane effects. So there'll be artificial intelligence already is starting to um, replace some types of sort of low-level, highly repetitive jobs. 
Uh, and we've got to work out how we introduce it into society, to what extent we should, and then how can we make sure that the people who might lose their jobs have new job opportunities or other ways to contribute um, so that we don't just have a, a welfare state, I guess. All right. So, of course, the important question of this interview is, am I safe getting the puppy for her birthday? So one of the things that's, that doesn't really help parents when they're buying these sort of things is because this field is changing so quickly, a lot of the regulations that would normally make you confident that a toy you're buying in Australia meets all the standards, I haven't really caught up. And this is a common problem with fast developing technologies. There aren't necessarily regulations about sharing data. So what, uh, what I would do, and it's, I think you've already done this, is I would check um, on the internet what exactly the policies are regarding that pet sharing data on the internet uh, and then if it is um, you may I guess depending on what your personal attitude to it, towards it is uh, you may want to consider whether you really want it in your house it's the same as having a, a Google home or an Alexa in your house as well uh, you, you want to consider or even a smartphone smartphones are listening to you as well oh brilliant I'm not sure that you've made me feel any better Michael <laughs> But there's lots of good things, right? So AI, <laughs> if, if deployed properly, it will help make us healthier. It will make medicine better. It will make our lives uh, easier in many respects. Uh, so there's a lot of good benefits to AI. It's like any new technology. We've just got to be careful in how we introduce it. And that's what really this book is all about, empowering everyone to understand it so that they're a little bit more informed when they vote on it, when they hear about hype stories in the news and so forth. Right. I think it's every, something we all need to read. Michael, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks very much for having me. That was Michael Milford. He's a professor of robotics at the Queensland University of Technology. And to find out how you can get your hands on a copy of Michael's book, The Complete Guide to Artificial Intelligence for Kids, head to kindling.com.au for all the details. We're the Beanies. Get your child off screens and into their imagination as we explore how bubbles are made. What's in a sneeze? Achoo! And what's with the weather today? Professor Know-It-All knows. Hello, Beanies. Hello. The The Beanies. A podcast just for kids. Subscribe now on iTunes or listen anytime on the Kindling app.